the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Stu, Jeffy, uh, we're all here. Oh, we're back. Mm. And this time, we're pissed off. Not even sure about what, really. We just are. <laughs> you know, it's one of those deals. Well, uh, I, I mean, mean, it happens sometimes. You know, I mean, it happens. I mean, usually it's shark-related, you know, because the shark comes back and it's pissed off. Uh, okay, right. That's yeah. Jaw, the Jaws I think that's where it started, yes. And uh, yes. if you see on... Jaws 2, just when you thought it would be safe. To go back to the water comes Jaws 2. And then was it Jaws 3 this time? No. Well, Jaws 3 was 3 personal. No, that was Jaws 4, The Revenge, I believe. Okay. All right. Uh, because it was personal. Because most, most of the time, and people don't really realize this, is that sharks don't have actual personal vendettas against people. Not as a um, rule. Yeah, they're, not, they're not typically that invo- in, you know, right. invested in that type of... A lot of times when you live in Vermont or New Hampshire, wherever that was, and you move to Bermuda, uh, the shark doesn't follow you. But this time, it was personal. So he did... Well, if you had a, a, a problem with a killer shark that may mm-hmm. or may not have taken a, 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 you know, a personal interest in your death, <laughs> right. you're probably going to move to an island. It's going to be where you go right I'm away. I'm going to move to Iowa. No? Yeah, no. I'm, I don't think so. I'm going to Iowa. I don't think so. You go, and then you go to Bermuda. Do you? Because Bermuda, because you're closer to the water in Bermuda, you could see him coming. In Iowa, you would have no idea. When he was coming. Because he, he wouldn't coming be. Because he, he wouldn't would be coming. Be. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Now I see where you went. Unless he switched mm-hmm. to a land shark. Why which then? We saw. I mean, it's Chevy, we've seen poor Chevy Chase was so, eaten yeah. by that. Um, was, Scary that, stuff. And it's one of those things that if you have a, uh, a, a candy gram that comes to the, the door, it very well might be a candy gram. There's a funny bit. It's classic. It's a funny bit. <laughs> uh, all right. So things are uh, really, really desperate in, in Houston. And, and it's just getting worse. I mean, they've already got 49 inches in southwest parts of, of the city. And they're getting more. They said it hasn't peaked yet. And uh, so the floodwaters, how high are they going to get? I, I mean, mean we're seeing 50 inches already in some places. As you pointed out, I think it was 49 inches for the entire year in yeah. Houston it's supposed to get. Yeah. Dallas, by the way, is 34 inches. So, I mean, there are way more than <laughs> an entire year's worth uh, wow. in Dallas. And uh, it's uh, a lot of rain and a very short a period of time. And, they and they'd already gotten a lot of rain before, so the ground is all yeah. already saturated, mm-hmm. and that makes it worse and a lot easier to flood, and it's easy to flood Houston to begin with. And then so. 10 to 20 more inches. Just to 10 to 20 more. Oh, gosh. I mean, 10 to 20 mm. inches is a huge storm by itself. Yeah. I mean, it's a big month by itself. Yeah. And that is what's going to fall on top of what they already have. It is a real disaster. And, you, I, you know, I don't know, you, you wind up... Uh, bringing these things back to your own personal experiences and remembering uh, remembrances of, of other events. But I do remember after Katrina, it hit, it kind of passed by. It kind of seemed like, you know what, maybe uh, it's not going to be that bad. And that was when Bush was saying, heck of a job, Brownie. 
Um, that was one that was going on. At that point, it kind of seemed mm-hmm. like it was going pretty well. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until a few days after that that it really started, you know, going crazy. It wasn't really even Katrina. It was the levees breaking. It was the levees breaking. Uh, if the levees hadn't broken, Katrina wouldn't have, we wouldn't even remember it now. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, you're right. I mean, it would, it would have cost a lot of money locally uh, to be repaired, but you would not have seen uh, a huge loss of life. Certainly not 1,800 mm-hmm. people. No way. Which is like, the wor- I mean, it's not even close. When you go back and you look at the worst natural disasters uh, in recent times, I mean, you usually, like really bad ones, you get 30. You might get 20, 40. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, maybe really bad ones. I in America, say Andrew yes. was like 100. Yeah, in America. Yeah. Um, and then this was 1,800. But, I mean, you look at... Uh, you know, mm. the same hurricane that came, uh, there was a, one hurricane I remember we uh, featured in one of uh, Glenn's books back in the day, which it hit uh, Texas and I think killed two or three people. I and, mean, you know, that's terrible. Um, the same storm had uh, just a couple mm. days earlier hit like Haiti and killed like 50,000. You know, I mean, it's like mm. I, this, these things are really bad. And, and you, but you see, like, it's a good example of what the difference is there. Yeah. What's the difference between those two things? It's civilization. It's capitalism. It is a long-term growth of wealth so that you can protect yourself as best as possible against Mother Nature. It's not going to be easy. It's still, you're still going to have problems with it. I don't know that we'll ever get around to solving that. Maybe in a few hundred years we'll be like, well, why didn't they just blow it out to sea like we do now with our giant fans on the coast? That might happen. <laughs> uh, but as of right now, it doesn't. And we have to deal with these things and adapt to them. Yeah. It's, it's, it, this, I mean, this storm, though, is... is it's almost unimaginable in yeah. its scope and in its severity. Just really amazing. And have you seen a lot of the areas that you used to frequent? Yeah, underwater. Uh, yes, my old neighborhood is underwater. Oh my god! Uh, a lot of the people that we knew and loved uh, have you know six inches to a foot of water in their in their living room. Um, they've had to they've had to get out of their houses. I mean, it's it's really bad. And Katie, uh, where I lived. Uh, is about 30 miles west of downtown. And the whole time we would live there, in eight years, and we, we went through lots of storms and several hurricanes, it never flooded. Never flooded in our area. So that gives you some idea of, this is just a, an unbelievably severe storm. So even places that don't normally flood are flooding, and the places that do flood, I, I, it looks like there's 15 to 20 feet uh, of water in some of these places on some of the freeway, uh, some of the freeway ramps and uh, underpasses, you know, that goes over the the elevated freeways. I mean, I, I've we saw that freeway sign yesterday mm. the, for the exit sign that was barely above water. How tall are those things? 15, 20 feet? Yeah, at least. Yeah, I, it's. It's unimaginable, really. It is. And by the way, uh, if you did see the shark swimming on the freeway, uh, that was Photoshop. Not, not true. What? Uh, although it fooled Fox News, uh, it was not true. It was Photoshop. Stunningly. I, I thought the, it, it was back, and this time it was pissed off. Um, yeah. That was my, intent, mm-hmm. my belief at the time, but no, uh, actually just Photoshopped. <laughs> it's pretty unlikely for a shark to uh, wash into the streets of Houston, even when the flooding is this bad. Mm. Uh, because it would have to go all the way up the ship channel. The ch- uh, sharks don't normally travel up the ship channel. No? No. Uh, in fact, normally uh, or ever do or the ever. sharks travel up the ship channel. And then, you know, you, then you would have to specifically have been washed from the ship channel into the streets of Houston, which I means pretty unlikely. So you're saying there's a chance? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, I am.
I think there might be a chance, mm-hmm. um, but not a good one. <laughs> Let's look, instead of the uh, t- killer sharks, uh, some of the great moments that we've seen uh, from Houston. Uh, Red State has some of them uh, highlighted. Uh, do we have some of the video of this? Because, I mean, we're seeing a lot of these uh, that people just going into the water, risking their lives to help other people. Um, I mean, it really is inspiring. I, I don't know. I, you know, I know Jeffy uh, wouldn't uh, help. Pat, you probably would. I, I you know, I, I'd, I'd like to help. I'd like to get like, like Jason Buttrell's down there right now, rescuing people. He's a, mm-hmm. he's like, you know, special forces. Uh, he goes into war zones. He's done all sorts of stuff. I'm really cheering him on. I'll tell you that, uh, because I really want him to save as many people as possible. If you're in this position and you see somebody, obviously you're doing something. But, man, I, I don't know. I don't. I think I would just get in the way. I'm such a – I can barely swim. I mean, this is not a – I mean, I'm uh, willing to drive a boat. I don't think you have a really license to do anything like that. You don't need a license. You can just hop in a boat and go. It's a, it's a disaster. Whose boat? <laughs> not yours, because you don't have a boat. You don't need a license. You just no. need to hop in a boat and go. <laughs> uh, it is kind of nice to see that you get these moments out of this because it's so bad. And I think if you you can lose yourself in the darkness really easily with something like this mm-hmm. um, and the tragedy, it's nice to see that people are actually doing this. They've saved something like 6,000 people already. Yeah. Rescued at least 6,000 people. And I'm, I'm just hoping when the floodwaters recede, we, we don't find... You know, thousands, I'm, 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 hundreds. I'm afraid there's going to be some, though. There yeah. are going to be some. I mean, there's I mean, no doubt about it. They just there's a, whole, a lot of submerged cars. The last one they just talked about was a family of six was just found. Oh my gosh, uh, really? Dead. Yeah, that brings the t- the total so far to 14, oh. which is very low so far. I mean, it's going to go a hell of a lot higher than a that. A family of six family in of a six. house or yeah. car or I what? I don't remember. There was uh, there oh, was the man. story of the family of six in the van yesterday. I don't know that. I mean, you might be new a new story, but I know the van uh, with the family, mm. the kids, a couple of uh, grandparents oh, got sucked in, go, trying to leave down a road. It was horrible. It does seem like that is the biggest issue. I mean, trying mm-hmm. to leave and going down. There's a Houston police officer who died as well, uh, trying to figure out a way to get around and trying different routes and got took a wrong turn, got caught in it, and is gone. I'm a mm. police officer. This is, you know, this is not just some guy. I mean, you know, you, 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 it's, it's kind of incredible. It sure is. You know, someone who's trained to that level, and, and it still happens. It, you can't, it feels, and, and this is a weird thing to say in the middle of this, but it's like, as you watch these things, you're just like, well, couldn't you, why would you drown? Couldn't you just get out? Like, but you can't. Well, you, can't you, you roll down you the window and get out? But you can't. And obviously, they would do that if they could, right? <laughs> well, yeah, you would think so. And the other thing, too, is underneath the water, a lot of times are fast-moving objects um, that uh, can do all sorts of damage. You get sucked under. You get trapped under one of them. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of yep. that stuff happens. And you, you, you know, it's a good safety tip though that I learned from uh, what was that Discovery Channel show where they tested out certain things and certain theories. Uh, the two guys. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, MythBusters. MythBusters. They. They, I, I think it was on their show that I saw this. When when your I'm car is submerged, how you're, how you're getting to MythBusters from when me. your car is submerged in uh-huh. water because they tested this out. Okay, yeah. the best way to get out of the car is to let your water is to let the water in the car fill up completely or as much as you can possibly breathe, and then the pressure equalizes, and then you can swim, out. and then you can open the door and swim out. And because they, until the pressure, uh, but you got to be able to keep equalizes. your wits about you to do that. You do. And that's really hard. Yeah. You're in a total panic. 
and you're not thinking, okay, well, I'm going to let it fill up so the pressure uh, equalizes, and then I'll be able to open the door. Nobody thinks did that. Did it work? Was that, yeah. Did it prove out to be Supposedly, true? Supposedly, yeah. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, if you watch, uh, did you ever watch, remember the movie, okay, I'm going to go through a couple steps here. Remember the whole tsunami thing, really bad tsunami thing that killed, I mean, tens of, it was hundreds of thousands, uh, that, that tsunami from several, you know, mid-2000s? Tens of thousands in, in Japan, right? Was it Japan? Was no. it the one that set off Fukushima? I'm thinking of the other one. The Do one with the model. Fukushima? Oh, you're thinking of Thailand. Is that what you're asking? Thailand, you're talking about Thailand. You the Fukushima that we're still no, we're de- nothing. living with today? Is that the one you're talking about? No, no the we're, Thailand, the Thailand was, one. was almost 200,000. <laughs> 200,000 people. Yeah, that was unbelievable. So, uh, so I'm, I'm, follow me on this. It was a Thailand thing, horrible, horrible tragedy. They then later made a movie out of it. And right. uh, do you remember the movie? Was it Naomi Watts in it? Yes, I think so. Ish. I think so. It was a Naomi, Naomi Watts-ish person, mm-hmm. if that's a thing. And they show the thing, roll in, and they see you, 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 you basically go through this horrible experience with them as they're trying to survive this. And what it, they did a really good job of illustrating was what the hell happens to you under the water when, you're, when you go under the water. You're going... 30 miles an hour, and there's just rocks flying out, and they're hitting yeah. you in the head. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's sticks that are poking you and cutting you. And there's yeah. all these terrible things that go on. And it, it made it, I think, it, I mean, and it, it was a true story, however. I don't, you know, I'm obviously, <laughs> it wasn't a documentary. The Impossible. The Impossible, yeah, which is, a, it's a good, it was a good movie. It was uh, really hard to watch because you realize mm-hmm. that it was based on something real. But, I mean, just to see how difficult it would be to survive in a situation like that. Um, and then you throw into chemicals, disease, raw sewage, all the other crap that gets in the water that you're dealing with on a longer-term basis. Mm-hmm. I mean, it gets uh, these things turn ugly over time, not necessarily instantly. And we, we, I, I don't believe we've seen the worst of this yet. I mean, this is going to get a lot worse over the next few days. Uh, CNN found a sur- survivor who uh, lost everything, uh, reuniting with the dad. This was good. Here's a look at that. Um. You, you were just talking to me. You, you walked for how long in the dark just, just to um, get here? About 12 miles to get to my dad's house. And you rode out the storm. Tell, tell the viewers about what you experienced, what it was like for you. Uh, terrifying, man. Um, I mean, I'm scared of heights already. And it, it, my trailer was just bouncing up and down. And it just uh, lost everything. It just will wipe me out. And this is my first hurricane, so... Yeah, I'm scared. Uh, this is my home. What about your friends and family? Where, where are they at, man? You... Uh, I don't know. There's been no cell service since the Friday. Thursday, Friday. Um, haven't gotten a hold of anybody. Um, if uh, my mom and dad's watching, I'm okay. What are, what are their names, in case uh, they are? Betty and Brian. Um... Where, where were they last? Uh, my mom's in Oklahoma, and my dad, I, there's no telling where my dad's at. Um, I'm here in Rockport waiting on you. Okay, Dad, I, I'm going to jump on the bus. I'll be there. Oh, man. Are you okay? Yeah, I'll, I'll, jump, I'll jump on one. Yeah, I'm in Rockport. Okay. Dad, I love you. Uh, Wow, that's some high-impact video there.
Yeah, uh, he CNN gave him the satellite phone so he could actually Jeez. get through. He had, oh and eventually, I guess what happened his his uh, dad was evacuated. So I mean, his he went to the house and it was empty. Can you imagine that? You go to he got to the house after walking for twelve miles and the house was empty. Oh man, and he that's thought of obviously the worst, but he actually was evacuated and was in a safe place. And Aransas uh, was one of the places that got the brunt of the actual hurricane itself, not just the rain but the wind. And the wind hit 132 miles an hour there. 132 miles an hour. So, yeah, that's going to sweep away your trailer. Yeah. Um, really amazing. Uh, um, so far, I mean, if you want to focus on this, uh, Trump made a speech yesterday. Let's watch a little bit of it. You have been feuding with some key congressional leaders. You've also um, threatened a government shutdown potentially next month over border wall funding. Um, are these going to hamper long-term, the, the, the funding that will be needed long-term for recovery? No, Todd. I think that you're going to see very rapid action from Congress, certainly from the president, and uh, you're going to get your funding. It's a terrible tragedy. Uh, your governor has been absolutely outstanding in the job he's done and his entire staff. Very true. And I will say that I just spoke with Greg, and he is uh, working like 24-7. Uh, we expect to have requests on our desk fairly soon, and we think that uh, Congress will feel very much the way I feel, very, in a very bipartisan way. That will be nice, but we think you're going to have what you need, and it's going to go fast. Texas is a unique place. It's a great, great state, great people, and I think you'll be up and running very, very quickly, really very quickly. So, um, uh, yeah, I think you're going to be in fantastic shape. I've already spoken to Congress, and uh, everybody feels for you and feels for what you're going through. But at the same time, they have great respect, even additional respect for the state, because you've handled it so well, so brilliantly. But it's a long road, still pouring, still a lot of rain. Nobody's ever seen anything like it. They've, I've heard the words epic. I've heard historic. That's what it is. But you will have uh, what you want, I think, very, very quickly. You know, you, you have the normal Trumpisms very, very uh, tremendously. Uh, incredibly. Sure. sure. Uh, all of the adjectives that he loves to throw in over and over and over again. But that was actually a decent, that was a decent moment for him. And it seems like that so far this, he's handled this well. Yeah, um, he seems like it. He's here know. today. Yeah, he's supposedly the rounds he's today. in yeah. Texas, not yeah. in Houston, but he's in Texas. Um, he uh, Abbott has been fantastic, our governor, who, which that is no surprise to anybody who no lives kidding. here. Um, he's really he's great. good. Um, yeah. But the, the response so far, and again, you don't know how this is going to turn out, but this response <clears throat> so far seems to be getting high reviews kind of across the board, mm -hmm. which is great. I mean, you know, you don't, you know, someone like Trump, you don't know how he would react to this. And, and this is not coming from a, 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 a the perspective of, like, I don't think Trump is capable of doing anything. It's just that it's like these things are hard. Yeah, they are. You know, people who, <laughs> they I mean, are. You, know, you know, George W. Bush, who his, his presidency was, you know, arguably ruined by his Katrina response, lived in a state where this is one of his big jobs. I yeah. mean, he was the governor of Texas, just like Abbott is, and really was at a point where, I mean, this would, you would say that would have been one of his strengths. You, mm -hmm. you would argue that, like, as president, like, that's the type of thing. He's never really had dealt with foreign affairs. He could do right? nothing right, though. But he, yeah. do, when it came to this kind of stuff, he did right. nothing right. And whatever he did, he was uh, bludgeoned for it. I remember it was after Katrina, and they didn't want to take any chance. I think it was Rita. They didn't want to take any chances at all. So as Rita approached Houston, 
FEMA was already there. FEMA sent trucks and uh, supplies, and they had it all waiting, or they had some of it warehoused. Then they had trucks waiting outside the city, ready to go in as soon as it hit. Or they could relocate to, uh, you know, wherever they needed to, wherever the, the hurricane hit, whether it hit Corpus or, or uh, somewhere, Beaumont, wh- whatever the case may be. And even that... It wasn't good enough for people. They were there before the hurricane hit, and it still wasn't good enough. The response, I mean, there was nothing he could do yeah. to, to receive uh, a satisfactory even accommodation from the press. Yeah, they, once that they narrative get gets drawn, like it's, you, it's over. just nothing you can do. You yeah. can't really reverse it. Triple eight seven twenty seven beck is the uh, phone number. Uh, we're going to take a break here and uh, first tell you about... Our sponsor this half hour. Uh, Now, look, we're in the middle of uh, the easiest commercial of all time when it comes to uh, my Patriot Supply. Uh, Self-reliance is a big part of this. Um, And if you are in uh, Houston, it's obviously not the time to be thinking about this. But if you're somewhere else and, and you realize that this could happen to you next time, you could be in your home for maybe weeks without access to the supplies that you need, you need to take a step to make sure your family has those supplies now before the the disaster hits, because when that happens, it's too late. It's interesting, because we've used Houston as the example. um, So many times. So many times, because I I went through it there, and and just from Rita, where the hurricane did not hit Houston like it's hit Houston this time, it was two weeks before life was restored to normal. Who knows how long it's gonna be this time. So you don't want to wait. You don't want to wait until you're in that situation. You, you can order it from My Patriot Supply today and make sure that you've got that peace of mind. Get their 102 serving survival food supply for just $99, and they ship it to you for free. Yeah, and, and this is the thing. You need to do this one time, and you're going to be covered for any of these disasters for the next 25 years. That's about how long it, it lasts in storage. So you're not going to have to keep replacing it. You don't need a membership for this. Do it one time. Knock out the things uh, that are, you know, you're talking about 95, 99% of all uh, possible scenarios, you're going to be able to feed your family. And that's going to be really important if you go through one of these things. 888-411-5290 is the number. 888-411-5290 or at preparewiththeblaze.com. Again, that's preparewiththeblaze.com. Hello, and welcome back to the program. We're happy you've joined us today. It's, That's true. Uh, Stu's right about that. Uh, thank you, Pat. Stu's right. Uh, He's not usually it. right, but he is that right mm-hmm. in that case. Mm-hmm. We are happy you're here. Uh, uh, thank you. So We are very you. upset, thank you. I appreciate it. however, about our, you. Va- our vacation plans. We have a vacation coming up in a few weeks. I, of course, had uh, purchased my, uh, my ticket to North Korea. Mm. Uh, to just you know understand and, and and learn about the wonderful culture they have there and, and meet the people and you know maybe die. So much to do. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. There's so many rocks to break when you go into the prison camp. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, there's lots of different shapes. There's a lot of bugs to eat because they don't they don't actually feed you, but they say there's plenty of bugs. Go ahead and have your eat your Wait, fill. I mean, they'll let you eat your fill of them. Are you saying you're not going now? Well, no. Unfortunately, this was a, this we, was a highlight of. Yeah, they've um, opened it all up uh, to the Russians. For you. It's yes. just the Russians. And they've uh, unfortunately banned travel uh, from the U.S. Although I have 
It was so. It, it was just beginning September first. So, I mean, it's mm. just it's over. I'm not going to be able to make. I actually legitimately am. I really do want to go to North Korea at some point in my life I just to see it. Want you I don't to think go I would. There. I know you want me to go there because you want me to die. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, I want to go there to see what it's like and actually go and like because it's such a crazy culture. Though I think I got to wait until it. Uh, I, you know, after seeing, uh, you know, you're you're a student and you go there. Uh, and you wind up getting killed for doing potentially nothing or maybe stealing a poster. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I would think someone who's uh, been maybe critical of the North Korean regime at times in his life uh, <laughs> may, may not be welcome um, there. So I'm not going to wind up going. But uh, they fired another missile over Japan. Um, this one over Japan. I mean, that's a big deal. It's one thing to fire it into the water near a country. It's another thing to shoot it over the country. Yeah. Can you imagine? You'd look up. You're in, I, mean, I don't know how high it was, I guess. But, I mean, in theory, you could look up and you see, is that a plane? No, it's an actual missile. Uh, you know, that's, uh, that's terrifying. Uh, they are real. This is a big-time escalation. They know, obviously, right now is a weird time for us and that we're in the middle of dealing with our own stuff. But I, I, it's, it's, Trump does not strike me as a guy who's going to continue to take this. And I don't know that that's a good thing. I'm not necessarily arguing for anything to go on. And I don't know what mm -hmm. our response is supposed to be. I hope it's not military because I don't want to go through that with them. And certainly the people of Seoul are hoping there's no military conflict there. But I don't think Trump's just going to sit back and take this over and over again. Do you? No. He doesn't seem like that type, does he? I mean, he, won't, he doesn't even take uh, something irritating said about him on Twitter. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, I don't know how much patience he's going to have for this. Um, so it is, yeah, it's a little bit concerning. In fact, it's a, it's a lot concerning. Um, 888-727-BECK, 888-727-BECK. The, the Brexit thing continues to uh, simmer, too. Um, there's a Brexit strategy that's trying to, uh, str strategist that's trying to help the GOP with the 2018 midterm election strategy. Now, the Brexit thing still hasn't happened. And it doesn't seem like it's on track to happen. It takes. It was supposed to take a couple of years, wasn't it? Yes. I mean, it's, yeah, it's but a process through. Isn't yeah, but there it? Were, there were some points that were supposed to have been met by now, right? Yeah, and I don't believe they have been. Have they? So, are is the GOP going to want to take strategy from Brexit? Because <laughs> well, sure. they won the election. Yeah, it's just work. They did do office. that. I mean, they did yes. win the vote. Yeah, they did do that. Nine percent of the vote um, for Brexit. Uh, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's. I guess it's, if you look at it kind of like Trump kind of used the strategy, or at least tried to, I wouldn't say use the strategy, but he used the event as a point in his favor. Um, hey, you know, I'm, I'm out of the, you know, I'm not a Beltway guy. You know, you should kind of, you know, it was basically a Beltway exit. Yeah. You know, and uh, that was at least a pitch from Donald Trump. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know how that really ties in, especially when you're in power. It's like it's like it's like someone mm -hmm. they were not in the European Union and you were arguing, uh, hey, don't go in that European Union um, because this is a situation where the Republicans are already in power. So you'd think maybe it would be easy to say, you know, we're already winning. Look at all the great things we're doing. Maybe they're thinking they might not have that argument to make. Yeah. Seems like they might yeah. be thinking, well, we haven't really passed anything yet. So, I mean, very little. It's not all Donald Trump's fault either, bastards. Oh, no, no. No, actually, it's not, actually. I think most of it no. isn't, actually. Yeah. I mean, I, uh -huh. I don't think he's helped things. I don't think criticizing individual senators that are on the fence helps. The Republicans um, but, have been totally feckless. Yes, sure. it's really more their problem. And you'd like them to be feckful, I guess. Wouldn't you want to be? Full effect. Full effect. Yeah. And, yes. and instead, they're feckless. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not sure where that word comes from because uh, you don't use it like feck. It's a real hey, old... you got a lot of feck. 
Yeah, you, which would be a good thing if you're feckless and that's bad. Then to have feck would seem to be a good thing. Jeffy changes one letter in that word. He uses it often, but I, other than that, I don't. No, I had feck at one time, but I I got a special cream for it. Oh, oh right. Yeah. No, that's, that's something else completely, John. Yeah. That's, oh. Uh, All right. Triple eight seven two seven back. We'll do more of this. Uh, you know, incredible stuff. Is it up. true? It's inevitable. It's inevitable. It is. Yeah. Okay. It really is. You can't always say that. You no. Know? You can't always say that. Hi, it's Pat Stu, 888-727-BECK is our phone number. Do you want to get in touch with us? You know what I don't like, Pat? What? Fascism. That's why oh, I stand with... Oh, are you anti-fa... I'm anti-fa... I'm anti-fascist, oh, or I call nice. myself Antifa. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I stand with Antifa, because <laughs> wow. there's only one identifying Powerful. characteristic of Antifa, which is they, they don't are, like they fascists. They do not like fascism. So if, if Benito Mussolini came into this room, they'd spit on him right now. Yeah. And they yell things at him. And like, what are you, are you f- no fascist. Oh, yeah. Are, are you for Benito Mussolini? Because if, if, if you stand against uh, Antifa, mm-hmm. you're just basically pro Hitler. That's, that's how I understand it. Hitler and Benito. Yeah. You know? Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. And Generalissimo Francisco Franco. Yes. Okay. Now yes. a lot of people talk about that part of it. Yes, there, and it seems and that there are a whopping total of three fascists who yeah. have ever lived on this earth. And, uh, and those are the three people we, the only ones we hate. And they're all three of them uh, are still dead, <laughs> uh, which is, uh, thank you. Um, so, uh, yeah, no, uh, there's a weird thing, and I, I would think we're, we're hitting the point finally mm-hmm. that people are starting to call out Antifa. Because they've realized this is not a group that was opposing white supremacy. They right. are a bunch of uh, essentially right. terrorists, or at least at the very at the very least, uh, economic terrorists that just want mm-hmm. to shut down economies and create uh, damage and vandalism. Um, I think I want to say there was an article today that said three. Let's see if I can find it real quick. Three left wing sources have now um, come out and denounced Antifa, um, which is mm. hurtful mm. to me because I just said I was a part of it, even though I'm not. Uh, so we have, uh, let's see, you've got um, Joe, Jolton Joe Scarborough uh, <laughs> and from MSNBC has come out now and uh, denounced. Wow, that's uh, bold of him. Antifa. That's bold. Um, wow. Looks, you know, he's a bold guy. <laughs> well, he is. And I a, mean, a conservative Republican, right? Right. Mm-hmm. right. You've got the Washington Post has now done it as well. I mean, you know, left wing mainstream media source, right? Uh, and what is this one? Uh, Associated Press. I mean, oh, they're starting wow. to cover now, at least, Good. the uh, the the negative things that they're doing. And you who, know, you don't want to tie it to came up with the with the timeline of violence. Oh, uh, Daily Wire has it out. Daily uh, Wire. Uh, you can go to dailywire.com and uh, check it out. But I'll give you a couple of highlights here. January twentieth on inauguration day, Antifa members rioted in downtown D.C., leading mm-hmm. to the arrest of. 217 people. I mean, do wow. you even remember that? No. Um, six police officers were injured. In D.C., a limousine was vandalized and set on fire. The chauffeur limo belonged to a Muslim immigrant, uh, Muhammad Ashraf. And you think, mm. well, isn't that, isn't that ironic that a Muslim immigrant was targeted? No, it's not ironic because people like Antifa don't care who they target. Yeah. It's got nothing to do with being for immigrants. It's got nothing to do mm-hmm. with being against fascists. It's about uh, damage. And anarchy, really communism. I mean, we you know we can we really should go back through 
uh, the manifesto of these guys because it really is it's not even anarchy. It's not even fair to call it that. February 1st, prior to a planned speech by uh, Milo from uh, the, the Breitbart guy, mm-hmm. um, University of California, Berkeley, Antifa members and the coalition of black bloc rioters devastated the campus, causing only, you know, $100,000 in damages. Oh, that's not bad. Um, Black-clad protesters were wearing masks and threw a commercial-grade fireworks and rocks at police. Some hurled Molotov cocktails and ignited fires. They also smashed Mm. windows of the Student Union Center on the Berkeley campus, uh, and six people were injured. Yeah, but they're anti-fascist. They don't want fascism. They don't I'll tell want you that fascism. much. That means they're good. They don't like Benito Mussolini. No, at all. They not at like all. Him. They're not. They're not. They do not like Generalissimo Francisco Franco, not who is least. still dead. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Berkeley, California, a pro-Trump march was violently disrupted by Antifa rioters. Wow. Um, then you've got uh, Washington Post said a uh, they have a planned march for Trump demonstration held at the city's Martin Luther King Center Civic uh, Center Park. Um, several blocks from the University of California Berkeley campus escalated their fights after they broke out and, and uh, a bunch of other people got in trouble. Uh, Byron White, uh, a police officer at Berkeley, said 10 arrests were made, one for resisting arrest, four for assault with a deadly weapon, including a dagger, and five for battery. About seven medical evaluations were made on the scene. Oh, yeah, you're um, seeing some of their sweetness on screen yeah, right this now. Is all, this is help. This is help. These are, these are people are against fascism. Look at how against fascism they are. Mm-hmm. Does that look fascist to you? The Bank of America, uh, first mean, of all, that building could have fell on them at any time. People don't right. talk about that. We don't know how And that's why they tried to bring it down. Right, early. Early. Mm-hmm. So it was a planned, you know, a controlled demolition mm-hmm. of the building. Um, on April 15th, a pro-Trump demonstration in Berkeley. Why, why are people, if you're pro-Trump, why are you bothering with Berkeley? I, I don't know. <laughs> Just stay away. I don't know. Uh, according to CBS News, police say 13 people were arrested. Uh, May 1st on the May, May Day rally, you'd expect it to be uh, bad there. There were police officers uh, who were attacked, setting uh, fires that were set. Anti-fascists showed up, and they did things like this. Well, look like at them. Look at them. Look at how anti-fascist they look. You wouldn't, I mean, <laughs> you can't even imagine that in Nazi Germany or or fascist Italy uh, under Benito Mussolini. You can't even imagine a scene like that. <laughs> no, it seems <laughs> so anti-fascist. Mm-hmm. And you can tell how much they oh. care about uh, the people. They don't even want to be recognized. They don't want people to know how much they care. They don't want the credit. That's right. They, they don't, don't want, want credit. any credit. They don't want, they're not martyrs you know, for the cause. They're just no. out there doing what they have to do. That's, that's they don't need exactly the, They don't right. need the praise. Uh, so there you go. <laughs> uh, by the way, Fortune is saying the next financial crisis could be worse than 2008. Yay! Or maybe not. Uh, maybe that wasn't a yeah, good place to the, cheer. No, I think. No, unless okay. you're, are you an Antifa? No, I'm not. Because if it no, Antifa, you'd probably think yay to that question. But uh, no, they're saying uh, it's uh, really uh, kind of ugly. Um, technology obviously does a lot of really good things, but they're looking closer and they're saying three different apps. Um, uh, well, we have three different apps to hail a taxi, buy a book, or pay our friends for dinner. Have you used Venmo at all? I've used it. No. It's, it's, a, it's a way. Jeffy uses it to steal from people. Chinese users do it all in one chat, uh, one app, which is WeChat, which is a pretty interesting business case study of how they built uh, WeChat. It was part of another uh, program, and they really, like, this is one of those things that's not really used here, but is a huge app overall in the world. Such developments uh, could establish roadblocks to effective global regulatory cooperation, potentially exacerbating, exacerbating uh, future financial crises. Uh, what, uh, what is driving the divergence, and how do we avoid the trouble? Re- regionalization of finance is a reality. 
consider payments thanks to deep smartphone penetration among the entire population. Um, China leads the world in mobile payments. Apple Pay had 12 million. Do you ever use Apple Pay? No. That's one of those things that like that was that was touted as this big innovation. Hey, you can you know how you normally like now you got to go into your pocket and you pull out that credit card and you swipe it. Mm-hmm. What about now? You go into the <laughs> other pocket and you pull out your phone and you just hold it up there. What about that? Yeah, no. that's a huge innovation, and I hope that maybe the iPhone 8 can do something like that even better. Um, uh, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Do you buy that worse than the 2008? I mean, obviously, we're always it's always around. That it's always a possibility. It is. Um, but uh, I mean, Glenn definitely thinks it's Glenn always, coming. I mean, when's the last time Glenn thought something was good? Nineteen <laughs> forty? <laughs> Did you? Yeah, I mean, certainly not yeah. as long as I've known him. No, it's in you know the what he thought was good? 40s. The reign of Generalissimo Francisco Franco, <laughs> right? Who is still dead? Triple eight seven two seven Beck. More patents too is uh, uh, coming up. You know, soon. Ish. I've been waiting all day to hear what you had to say about this segment, Pat. Let's just get into it. Just do it. I, I, we, I've been waiting you, all day. Really? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> just do it. Don't hold back so anymore. It's, it's not that you're just you don't you're done with the show already, and you you want me to do the rest of it. It's not that. It has nothing to do with that, right? What? Right. <laughs> It's just that you are really fascinated with what I have to say about this segment. You don't even know necessarily what's in the segment. I don't know what topic it is, but you're just an interesting guy. I find you endearing. Okay. And I'd like to hear what you have to say. Sure. You know, shoot me. You know, go ahead. I guess I guess I guess I should be punished uh, for my uh, my terrible idea of wanting to hear what Pat says. I th- I think it would be interesting. By the way, next segment we're th- we're going to do a Jeffy segment. Yeah. We want to hear what Jeffy's got to say. Because we're really curious about his unique perspective on, on what. Whatever it is, Whatever it is that, that he that brings he has up. To, uh, well, thank you. Uh, there's, a, there's a new movie coming out called Last Flag Flying. Last Flag Flying. Uh, 30 years after they served together in Vietnam, a former Navy corpsman. <laughs> to use a Barack Obama pronunciation. Uh, Navy corpsman Larry Doc Shepard reunites with his old buddies, former Marines, uh, to bury his son. That's really sad. A young Marine who was killed in the Iraq War. Oh, jeez. Uh, it's coming out in November. Here's a look. Mm. You know what amazes me about you? Well, it could be anything. I'm a pretty amazing guy. You turn the keys to your bar over to the guy who's asleep on your pool table, <laughs> and then you jump in your car, and you drive me to hell and gone, and you don't even know where we're going. Ask the question, am I willing to surrender to God? What the hell happened to Mueller the Mauler? First-class drinker, gambler, we have some visitors amongst us here today. We were in the service together with your pastor. I haven't seen these men in decades. Ah. They represent a dark period in my life. That went down awfully quick. Drink it for two now that you got old and boring. Shine down a light on me. Because of my son, I came here, found you guys. A year ago, we joined the Corps. And then two days ago, they told me that he'd been killed. He's going to be buried in Arlington. And I was wondering if you guys could come with me. Yeah, I've come to you. Wow. He sent him off to a godforsaken desert. Why? I'm taking Larry home. 
With all due respect, sir, he deserves to lie at Arlington. You're gonna take Doc back and try to make it fun. You're cutting off your nose to spite your face. Did you look at these faces? They've already been spited. <laughs> I thought we were going to a funeral. We are going to a funeral. Just looks like it's gonna take a little longer to get there. What you gonna do? Strap the coffin to the roof of your car? We could do that. Oh man, look thing that made very different for the rest of us. He had a happy childhood. Oh, there's so much yes, more. If there's one minute that's not too terrible, I'd like to try to enjoy it. His holiness can hardly walk, let alone handle a big rig with a hydraulic lift. This is a rental with an automatic transmission. You guys ready for an adventure? Let's go. What do you smell? Urine. I love it. It's like the official scent of the city. Things that come into your head and out of your mouth. You worry too much. That's why your hair went so great. Could you resist a man in this uniform? I don't think I could. You're there for your brothers. Yeah, that's all that really matters. Oh, that's great. Hmm. Get out of the way. Okay, you want to play? Let's play. Hey, come on. You trying to get me killed? I will bury your ass. Mueller has arrived. That looks great. I don't know. Can it be with Neil Young soundtrack? Yes. That's a classic yeah. Neil Young song. Ugh, so bad. That. He so does bad. Uh, suck. So bad. No. He's so not, not good. So no. so Jeff, so bad. He sucks. No. He's terrible. I was forced to like him over the years. Terrible. Well, I was not, and uh, I shan't be liking him. This is free country. We were free, yes. and we decided to make our own decisions yes. on that, and we Rude. think he sucks. Yeah. And got the movie I mean, gig though, didn't he? It's only because he does suck that we think he sucks. So well, there's that. <laughs> there's <laughs> that, and there's the other information uh, that What's, he's awful. Yeah, <laughs> in every way. All right. Uh, you know what else is awful? Your current phone carrier, unless it's uh, you know Patriot Mobile, because mm. what they're doing is taking some of the proceeds that you pay them with every month, turning around and giving them to liberal causes, and uh, like a lot. So, in fact, one of these organizations has donated at least $83 million, probably much more at this time, to organizations like Planned Parenthood, NAACP, Stand Up to Oil, Democracy Now!, all these socialist organizations. <laughs> Democracy Now!, isn't that that show with, like, the, like, hippie grandma who, like, says socialist things? Have you ever seen that show? No. It used to be a, um, uh, a like, cable access show, and you could just call into it, and they would just take sh calls, like, live on the air. We used to call oh, really? the pranker all the time. <laughs> It'd be fun. But now it's, like, a really, I, I guess, an organization where they, you know, it's turned into one of these, like, real hardcore left-wing organizations. Um, I think it was called Democracy Now. And again... Note the word democracy yeah. in there. Patriot yeah. Mobile uh, knows the difference between, I don't know, a democracy and a republic. They also know the difference between a good phone service and crap phone service. That's why they give you the good one. They give you the nationwide talk and text with high-speed 4G LTE data. They give you the great prices. And they donate 5% of your monthly bill, not to a hippie grandma taking prank calls, but to a conservative organization of your choice. So go to patriotmobile.com slash patentstew today, and you can take advantage of the really great back-to-school special they've got going where you get unlimited talk, text, and data, along with a free Samsung or iPhone, all for a flat fee of $55 a month. Use the promo code BACKTOSCHOOL, and they will waive the activation fee. you got to use that, though, back to school. Go to uh, patriotmobile.com slash patentstew. patriotmobile.com slash patentstew, or call 1-800-A-PATRIOT. It's 1-800-A-PATRIOT. Here are 
awesome story oh, that Jeffy found. It felt like sharing with us, so we don't have to talk anymore. All right, this segment is uh, sponsored by uh, BYU, actually. Oh. I wish it was. because. I I, I believe I've become now a de facto BYU fan. Okay. And because of Welcome. you, Pat Gray. Welcome. I have become a BYU fan. And I am Welcome really to Cougar Nation, Jeffy. at the NCAA mm-hmm. for moving the Advocare Texas kickoff game yeah. from Houston to New Orleans. You know who you need to be like more mad at than the NCAA? Of LSU. ESPN. Yes, I know. And when, the more ESPN, I read about the story, they had the control, really. And they had the, and they were working. It sounded most of the story they worked hand in hand with LSU as athletic director, right? Which pisses me off. I mean, okay, first of all, it's the Advocare okay. Texas kickoff. All right, they got two big time football programs. Put them in a Texas stadium, an NFL stadium. Kick off the college stadium. It's a neutral site. This isn't a home game for either team, right? Right. Okay. Right. Obviously, you can't do it right. in Houston now. Obviously. But Dallas offered. Why wouldn't you just go four hours north to Dallas? The two venues in Dallas they could have done it in. The Cotton Bowl and AT&T. And Jerry offered. He offered AT&T Stadium. The Cowboys Stadium was offered to them. Hmm. Would have been fantastic. Nope. We got to go to take the go Texas to New Orleans. To New Orleans, which is 80 miles from the LSU. And where, by the way, which uh, the storm is headed what direction? Uh, to New Orleans. Oh, that's right. By that's the way, right. Yeah. 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 So it should be fine so, by Saturday. It should be fine. It should be great. Uh, what a, a great point. time. It really is actually going that way. And they yeah, think it it's going to be It's really stupid. What a stupid thing to do that It was. might be a little north of there. Yeah, it's, and by Saturday, it should be fine in New Orleans. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I hope so. Because, you know, I want him to play the game. I, I may not that, when it actually is played <laughs> based on the performance. Well, you'll at least have something weekend. to blame. Yeah. And I will say, just like Jeffy has uh, kind of turned into a BYU fan because of you, I've turned mm-hmm. into a Portland State fan because of you. So I will be watching there. They, well, Portland State, that's a good high school. I don't know if you know that. But <laughs> those guys, you know who they're playing this week, by the way? This is an FCS school, obviously, Portland State. They open with BYU and Oregon State. Why are you doing that? Why are you doing money? that? Because they want the money. money. Yeah. 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 Cougars paid them $525,000. Yeah. Them I mean, those, those games actually help programs like Portland State yeah, they do. get better. They're, good, they, but they're willing to take a beating. And then, actually, they acquitted themselves pretty nicely. In yes, Provo they did. Weekend. They didn't take that bad of a beating yeah. at all. Yeah. You know, the Storm has brought other, uh, other sports teams uh, fighting each other now. Yeah. Uh, the BYU LSU game, obviously, we just got done talking about Astros Rangers. I, they're still fighting. I guess they're going to play in Tampa now, right? At the Trop. Yes. Uh, they're going to play the game at the Trop. Because the Rangers were supposed to play in Houston this week. Obviously, they can't do that. So, what the, the Astros uh, asked was for them to flip dates, right? right? Yeah. Which would have made a lot of sense. Of course. And the Rangers oh, yeah. said no. Because apparently they're on the road the last few seasons. They would have flopped, so yeah. they would have never been back home again. This would have given them four straight road series? And, you know, whatever. Look. And, and I think they offered, uh, supposedly, they offered to give the proceeds. Give the revenue to the team. To, host yeah. to the game. team. Still host the game. They yeah. were given the stadium, and they would just they would yeah. give that. Give and then Houston. the Astros said no. But there's some real bad blood between Nolan Ryan yeah. and uh, the Rangers yeah, guy. That's true. Real yeah, bad so blood. They no- so they just can't work this out. I, I don't blame either side. They're, they're both to blame. Either. 
They're both to blame. I don't need that. I mean, that's good. And then, of course, oh, we don't have any time. Oh, darn. I was gonna, we were going to run the oh, yeah, special video that we have oh, of the high school that Yeah, yeah, let's, let's roll it. Jeffy didn't think we kids. had time, but we have no, time. Go ahead. No, darn. <laughs> let's roll it. Man, I wish we had time. Or we could this. save it for tomorrow and actually oh, roll yeah, tomorrow. No, see, you know? so oh, no, we're out of time. Oh, darn. Okay, oh, we'll boy. do it tomorrow. Oh, we'll do it tomorrow. Man, I wish we could air it. It is coming up. You'll see it. It's really good. Don't listen to me.